Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey. I am a rapid breakthrough and personal performance coach, and I am so grateful to have your company on today's episode. As always, my mission through this podcast, guys, is to connect you with people who have powerfully stepped into their purpose and who are impacting the lives of other people in a profound way. Now, this is something that's available to all of us, but one thing I've noticed working with growing numbers of people around the world through my coaching is that the vast majority of people are playing far below their potential. The greatest opportunity we have in life is to leverage and tap into and access greater levels of our potential because when we do that and we do it from a place of wanting to impact the world in a greater way, that's when we experience the the most fulfillment. So my mission through this podcast is to connect you with people who can give you the ideas, the tools, the strategies, the principles, the wisdom to allow you to go out and live your best life. Guys, if you haven't already, head to IamNashMackie.com and subscribe. And that way, I get to stay in contact with you. I get to update you as soon as I'm interviewing new guests and I've got great new content coming up. I get to stay in contact with you. Also, while you're there, be sure to book a free one-on-one 30-minute strategy call with me where I deep dive and help you actually plan out your vision, get clear on what you want to create with your life. If you haven't done that already, again, head to IamNashMackie.com, subscribe, book a free one-on-one strategy call with me. And without further ado, let's deep dive on this incredible episode. So Ian, I just want to, I want to introduce people to you because you're, you're just a great guy. You know, most, when I say most, I mean more or less every single morning I stand out on my deck and I, I, um, you know, I do my best to be up before the sunrise. Yeah. Some mornings I can. Mornings like this morning, I didn't because it was up until 1.30 a.m. Sure. Um, but when I do that, I, I ask for guidance. I ask the higher powers that be to bring the people I need into my life and the opportunities I need to fully live my mission. And I really believe that the people who come in, you know, into my world are here for a reason. And we had the privilege of meeting um through we were both on a learning journey together and we met and i I think our energies kind of matched and i was like we just got to jump on and have a conversation because i i feel truly uplifted every time i speak to you man um i leave the conversations feeling empowered and looking for my next level because i'm like yeah this guy's this guy's you know living living on living on a, on a, on a great level. And that really resonates with me. That's where I want to be, um, you know, when I'm your age as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're that much older, but no, I get um, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I feel very inspired by you because I see a lot of people who <clears throat> they're having the midlife crises as they call them or the identity mm. crises. And they're sort of, you know, things are falling apart a little bit later in their life. Mm. And I know you've had challenges. Like we've mm. spoken about a few of them. I know this yeah. way more than we've spoken about. Yeah. But you're on a journey of putting things together. And I speak to you and it's like you're just beginning. Yeah. And I really get that sense about you. It's like this guy's got a spark. There's something going on with this guy. There's something in your eye, a sparkle in your eye that tells me that you're just getting started, man. And that yeah. excites me. I'm drawn to that. Um, so thank you so much for being here, man. Um, you know, taking a Saturday morning to to be on the Thoughts and Purpose podcast, man. I appreciate you. Honestly, Nash, let me first of all appreciate your comments. Um, like, make lovely words, and I, I really do appreciate. I, I appreciate your time here. There's nowhere else I want to be right now, so this is fantastic. Um, I absolutely um, 
you know, share your sentiments, mate. Talking with you every time we speak, I'm on a high. Um, very like-minded, um, you know, guys, and I love your energy. Um, we are sort of cut from the same cloth. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's been a journey, man, but it, it does. Every, in fact, if I'm honest, every day feels like the start, and I love that. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of your your past um, guests, and, and what I love is – um, while I've got uh, my story, it's it's just one of you know so many, and there's so many um, more hard luck stories than mine. Um, a challenge is just just that. It's just a so what story. It's what you do after that. It's you can't let it define you, and that's something that took me a long time. I mean, I'm 44 now, and um, you know, it's taken me you know, the best part of of sort of 40 years to to get my head around um, that whole concept of you know you're always in the fight and tomorrow's another day who do you want to be and um you know it's 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 been a, it's been a it's been a hard journey i mean every any any journey worth taking is, is always going to be hard but um you do find you do find solace when you come to a point where it's just the next step you know we, we can all get anxious um about how this is all going to turn out and we've got wishes and goals but i do believe that life just does turn out um, as long as you've got the intention to to get the best out of today and just keep focused on on what the end game is, but I'm a big believer, and this is a whole other topic. I'm a big believer in in, in loving the process. You know, process is everything, and I think that's something I've always had as a kid, especially my sporting um, background. Um, I loved training. I loved working on technique. I loved. I loved getting to the point where I wanted to get to and I just knew if I kept chipping away at the process, that end game is going to come to fruition at some point, you know, and if you do enjoy the process and you get so much joy out of that learning, that's just icing the cake to, to, to reach that, that point where you're, you're headed. So, um, so look, I appreciate it. I, lo- I love being here. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a really fun conversation. So yeah, that's thanks, great. I, I I love what you've been sharing so far. You you've got a way of simplifying big ideas. Like yeah, you, you, that that word sim- simplicity. I see it playing out in even the way you speak. Mm. Uh, even what you spoke about then, like that's incredibly deep. Just the the essence of or the 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 way we get to enjoy the process. That is, sure. if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Yeah, and the process is where it is at, right? I mean. It is. When you reach something, whatever it is, material, um, financial, whatever it is, it's a fleeting moment. <laughs> As humans are like, okay, cool, what's, what's next? So it's all yeah. about the process and, and you have to find the excitement in that. And I think where we fall short is if, if uh, the process is attributed to something that we're not passionate about, well, hey, now we've got some hard work. And it's not hard work as in, you know, grit, you know, which is defined as sort of passion um, plus perseverance. It's hard work as in, ah, I just don't want to do this, man. And I've been there. <laughs> a lot of people have been there. Maybe some of your listeners are there right now. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough gig, you know, so, and there is a better way. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Ian, uh, this, is, this is a bit of a deeper question, mm. Where, but this is going to just allow us to get to know you a bit better. Sure. Um, I'm going, to, I'm going to read this as well to kind of do it justice sure. so I have a bit of a picture for you. So I want you to imagine you're walking through a park mm-hmm. and on a bench there is seven-year-old Ian. So he's looking at the world around him, wondering and dreaming about the future and what it might hold. Mm. 
he looks up and he sees you as the man you are today, freaking buff, <laughs> powerful. Um, <clears throat> if you could have a conversation with seven-year-old Ian, what would inspire him most about the man you are today? That's a big question. Um, I think the fact that I've literally reinvented myself. Where most people are resigned to, well, this is just who I am, um, I've, I've absolutely reinvented myself. And, you know, to a point we are all product of our environment, but again, I've been lucky enough to find, and again, people come into your life at the right time, situations. I was lucky enough to realize that we are creators. We're not victims. And I was a victim for so long. Um, and that's, that's not, there's no judgment there. I mean, we, we, we just tend to get stuck and think that this is it. Um, but I think what I'd, I think what would inspire the younger me is that, I was always questioning things as a kid, you know, is this enough? What does this all mean? Just, just pretty deep questions for a young kid, I remember. Just not being settled, feeling like a circle fitting into a square. And, you know, you have that whisper, that whisper, that whisper, and you go through things in life. And I think what's most inspiring is it's never too late to stop and listen and go, you know what, I'm making a change. I'm making a change. This is going to be hard, but like I said, today doesn't define you, Nash. Like it doesn't define who you're going to be tomorrow. And so I think in short, what would inspire the younger me is the fact that um, you get to choose what tomorrow brings. You get to choose how you turn up today. Um, and, and no one can ever take that away from you, no matter what. Yeah, love that. I love that. And if there was a contrast, so again, the younger version of you saw – you, the man you are today and the man you were 10 years ago, what would you see? What was the difference? What Ooh, was the gap? Geez. What has the reinvention been? Listen, um, I look at myself uh, where I was sort of 10 years and, and maybe even even five years ago, but definitely 10 years, just very angry, um, resentful of, of things that happened in the past, Um you know, honestly, just just uh, just a guy that was just pushing, pushing, achieving, but just not happy, just not happy, and confused, confused at the fact that I did have a lot and life was great, but I found it hard to find not just happiness but but gratitude, which was so 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 hard. Some some mornings, some days, you just think um, you ju- I just used to judge myself. Like how, yeah. how can you, like it doesn't get much better than this, but I was looking at it from a, a very, very different and poor lens, if I'm honest. You know, yeah. so um, perspective is everything. Pers- mm-hmm. Perspective is everything and experiencing exposure um, counts for, for a lot. And it's just how, how you, you react. Change, how did you change that perspective, Ian? Oh, wow. You know what? It's... Um, <laughs> It's it's a uh, it's a process, and look again in 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 my sort of um, 
in my sort of flavor and fashion, I try and keep this very simple. Man, it's peeling back those layers. It's it's really sitting down and being honest and going, I don't like that about myself. I don't like the way I reacted to that person. I don't like the way I saw that situation. I don't like the way I speak at times. Um, and, and you start making a list. And at first it's uncomfortable because you're you're quite judgy. And even with yourself, when you're judging yourself, we've got this wonderful thing called an ego. And, um, you know, it starts beating its chest. And, um, you know, once you start peeling these off and you start understanding what the ego is and you start, you start really almost taking a helicopter view, like a third person, just watching it like a, on a movie screen. And, um, and, and, and that's a good way to look at it because you sort of remove yourself and, and you take away the emotion and you start looking at it for what it is. So you start, I started looking at my traits and I started looking at potentially people that I admired, um, older people. And um, and how they how what what I was admiring, and and normally it wasn't what they had; it was how they held themselves. It was how they treated people, and more to the point, how they treated themselves. Because let me tell you, and you're a smart guy, and actually going to know this also: how you treat your um, people and the world around you, it says everything about you. It says everything about what you think and how you treat yourself. And that was the starting point for me. And so you start pulling these layers off and, and, and at first it's sort of, it's, sort of it, it's, it's uncomfortable. And then you get to the point where you go, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. I'm getting somewhere here. And then it really gets uncomfortable because you get to a point where you go, man, I don't even know who I am right now. Like what's left? <laughs> like what is left? Right. And, um, but that's sort of your ground zero. That's sort of, um, you know, some people say you're dark night of the soul, or, but that, that was my ground zero. That was me going, wow, like I need to be so different for so many different reasons, but those reasons are for me. And I know being the best version of myself for me is going to bring joy to those around me. It just works that way. And so that's another thing that I'm, I'm very uh, conscious of these days is just to if, if I'm being the best version of myself, the most authentic, passionate Ian I can be, everyone's going to prosper in some way. Um, again, yeah. keeping it simple, right? Yeah, so, Man, I, I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Welcome. Uh, and and so, so 10 years ago, what was happening in your life? So obviously work, you had a lot going for yourself and, and you've been in man, a lot of management positions, yeah. um, I've noticed. Always in corporate. Yep. which I like to talk about, but you, you have had, I guess, what some people would call success mm. and but what was happening in, in what else was <laughs> happening in your world 10 years ago that sort of may yeah. have been bringing feelings up for you that was a catalyst for this transformation? Yeah. Um, so in my former life, I was, I was married um, and um, went through a sort of marriage breakdown early on. Um, funny enough, sort of, uh, fumbled through that and, and, and made the decision to, to work on that, which um, it's so funny. Nash, uh, at, at the time I knew it was, I was making the decision for the wrong reasons. But again, um, you know, coming from a quite a traditional family and just societal beliefs, you know, you've got to try and hang in there. And, um, and so um, 10 years ago, there was a fair bit of angst um, in that part. Um, and, and to be honest, the biggest thing that was going on 10 years ago was I just, I wasn't living the life I wanted to live. Um, I was confused on what that was. Um, but, you know, we talk about finding your clarity through contrast. I knew what I didn't want. 
And what I didn't want was the life I was living. Um, again, I had a lot, um, you know, I had a, had, a, had a good life. I had some great friends. Um, you know, home life wasn't, wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, terrible. It wasn't um, angry. Um, but I just wasn't happy and fulfilled. And, and I knew that for a long time. And, um, and that started way back, way back before, um, you know, um, like most things, it starts from a childhood. Um, but again, at 10 years ago, I was very resentful for the things I'd gone through. And that's, again, that's a whole other topic about, you know, when we talk about your childhood and traumas and, and your parents, every parent is doing their best for their kid, but they can't be everything you need. And, you know, then when we talk about, you know, the mind and, and our, our, you know, beliefs and limiting um, beliefs and, and perceptions about ourselves, they're just interpretations we've given to events. Um, and those interpretations are not always correct. Um, but, you know, you, you have thoughts and you, you build up a lot of those thoughts and they, you know, construct beliefs. Um, and as you know, those beliefs then start to, to forge your life. Um, and so you really need to get to the, the thick of it, the understanding of where that sort of stuff came and, and let it all go. You've got to let it go. Um, you know, you can't, keep, you can't keep telling the poor me story. You know, it doesn't, again, it does not define who you are today or who you can be tomorrow. And so in short, 10 years ago, I was just very, very resentful and confused. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and, and obviously that served a purpose because it was the doorway to everything you're doing now and the, the impact you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love what you said about people's parents. That's mm. a massive conversation. Mm. And I think a real place of power that people can get to and, you know, even if it feels super weird and uncomfortable, um, just saying my parents were that way and I love that. Absolutely. And just and just keep saying that and because as soon as you say my parents shouldn't have been that, you're really insulting the... <laughs> perfection that is like if Absolutely. they went like that you yep. wouldn't have had other things happen in your life that are great as well like yep. that was what it was yeah what are you going to make it mean? what are you going to do with it yeah so I, I love the work you do my friend it's yeah and and incredible. to that point nash it's really important so when i work with the clients and we're, we're ex explaining how the mind works and what 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 it hangs on to and how and why and where it comes from you actually start seeing your thoughts and your beliefs for what they are but then you actually start um when you notice them, there's no judgment. You just let it go. You just let it go. It's like, oh, there's a point in time and I don't need to hang on to that. And um, so my dad and I didn't have the greatest up, um, sort of relationship when I was younger, but it's so funny now because I've, I've got a 16-year-old um, a son and uh, he's a great kid. He's, he's truly a, a mate of mine. He's, he's unreal. And uh, it is so funny. I will literally be uh, reading a book or, you know, working on some content, whatever it is, and, uh, and I'll stop and look at him. And he'd be like, what, what's up? And I go, do you remember when you were seven years old and I, to I told you such and such? He was like, yeah. I said, I was so full of crap. That's not right. But because the, the whole thing is, again, just like my father's doing the best he was doing for me, I've always tried to do the best I could for my son, but it's never always going to be good enough. You know, so, um, and it's the same in a relationship. Like you can't be everything for your your partner, your wife, your spouse, and, and she can't be everything for you. And Again, it's that expectation is another big thing, letting go of expectation. When you let go of expectation, man, that opens up so much relief on so many, so many levels. So, yeah, it's, um, it's liberating. Incredible, man.
Incredible stuff. I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we had that conversation. We've got a bit of a problem with this interview, Ian. I'm not too sure which bits will cut out for clips because there's so much gold. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I love this. This is fantastic, Nash. Oh, it's good. It's good. We're we're touching on some on some real deeper ideas here, and, and this yeah. is very valuable for people. So thank you so much. Yeah, um, thank you. What's a conversation that you don't get to have as much? or as much as you'd like that, that you'd love to have more often? Is there a particular conversation? Um, again, highly spiritual. And I think it's... Um, what does that mean for you, Ian? Highly spiritual? It means that um, I have a holistic approach now with, to life and how I fit into life and absolutely believe that life is unfolding for me and with me. Um, it means that I believe in an absolute higher power, um, but I believe in a higher power that is, is just non-judging. And the biggest part of my spirituality is I just know how amazing we are. Like we talk about divinity and um, I do believe that we are just, um, just capable of, of so much. I mean, when, even just when I, when I think about the human body, you and I sitting here now, what, what is happening just here, the, the amount of, you know, so many billion, trillion cells, like just reshaping, reforming right now as we're talking, the amount of blood coursing through our bodies and taking the breath and the heartbeat, it's, it's just we don't stop and go, wow, <laughs> like, you know, just stop and go, wow, we are amazing. And then, you know, when you start talking about energy and frequency that we absolutely know is true right now, um, that is what spirituality means to me. It's just there is something so much bigger than all of us. However, at the same time, there is nothing bigger than us, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So this is a conversation that I love talking to um, my fiance. Uh, this is something I love sharing with her. Like we're both, um, you know, highly spiritual and, and it's fantastic and got some good friends, but it's not a conversation you share with everyone. Um, and it's it's a conversation, again, we started the talk, uh, at the start of this, this talk, um, I believe people will come to you when they, they need you and always happy to have this conversation. Um but it's a hard pill to swallow if you're not ready, you know. So, um, but uh, that's that's the conversation I'm really because it just it just it brings everything to full circle, you know. And it just it just makes you stop, and again, just simplify everything. How are you feeling day to day? Like, what brings you joy and happiness? Forget what everyone's telling you. Um, forget what you're hearing in the news and and all the rest of it. Like, just you sit down, and that's what meditation is, right? Um, so that's the conversation I love to have. I really do, Nash. Yeah. That's good. It's, it's a great conversation, man. A great yeah. conversation. Do you think some people, you know, to your point of simplicity, do you think some people, because, you know, you've worked with people for so many years, personal trainer, mm -hmm. as a manager, everything you've done. Yep. Would you agree in saying that a lot of people are addicted to complexity? Absolutely. And I was one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's like anything. If you are repeating a pattern or a behavior over and over again, it's, it's familiar and you search for it. 
Um, yeah, um, mate, I, I can't tell you how addicted I was to, to chaos in my life, whether it was in the corporate world, um, you know, in relationships with family and friends. Um, yeah, but but here's a thing, Nash. Again, it's and and it's one of these phrases that I use often with with um, with people and clients when I'm talking. It's like, especially when it comes to the mind, like the complexity of the mind comes from its simplicity. <laughs> like it's actually so simple, it becomes complex. What do you mean by that? What well, do you mean by that? well, essentially, it's 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 sort of um, input output. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that simple. You know, you're taking stuff in and then you're producing an outcome. It's in between all that, that how we interpret things, um, our belief systems, um, you know, our, our, our repeated behaviours and patterns. And, you know, you can have such a simple piece of information coming in. Man, somewhere in the middle, you can make that output so, so complex and, and so devastating to your life and those around you. So, um, you know... We, we, again, just talking about minding your own business, if you just worried about how you felt, what was right for you at this moment in time without hurting people, it doesn't get more simple than that. And nothing bad can come of that. But we start the judgment, we start the ego, you know, we start the opinions and, and, and here we go. Something so simple just became very complicated, right? Yes, yeah. I love that, man. I love that. When, as you were speaking, I had this, I don't know if this metaphor is going to make sense to anyone, but I'm going to share it anyway. The input, output, I just had a visual of people putting white, like white sheets and white laundry in the washing machine. It's a pretty basic process, but then all of a sudden someone throws a pink sock in there <laughs> yes. and it's like it just taints everything and, you know, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to add this complexity. We just have to allow it to flow. I love and that. The order and structure to some degree. That's a great way stand of on guard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. And I was, I'll put my hand up and say I was definitely addicted to complexity yeah. as well. But he, here's the thing. We, again, we, we spoke about the work before. Everyone said the work, the work and self-awareness. Again, love coining these, these, you know, these statements. But people think they're self-aware, but they're not. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a conscious effort, not daily, like moment to moment yeah. and, and an intention every, every morning, you know, who do you want to be today? How do I want to act? And again, it's not just, uh, you, you can start from a, on, on a daily point of view, but you know, you have, you do have these moments and segments in your, in your day, um, different interactions at different times with professional, personal, um, you know, family and friends, you know, the, you, you've got to be conscious of how you're turning up in those moments, you know, and it's okay when you, you know, when you get it wrong. But again, the self-awareness is picking yourself up. Going, okay, I, I got it. I got it. I got that. Uh, next time that happens, I, I know what I'm going to do. And, um, and again, the self-awareness is the feeling. I don't know how many times I'm having a conversation and I get this feeling that is not, not great, pity your stomach, and, you know, Nash said something that really upset me there and, you know, I'm not right with it and I want to say something or we start getting a bit of conversation. And I noticed that feeling and that's got nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. Everything to do with me. And that's a whole other conversation. But if you notice your feelings, I believe you can only live by two emotions. Yeah. And, um, and this is a lot of the Dr. Joe work that I love. I think the guy is just brilliant. But, you know, it's either love or fear. 
and you know what side of the fence you're you're standing on in any moment, you know. And and, and from love, you get your joy, your gratitude, your peace, uh, happiness. And when you're living uh, the emotion of fear, it's it's that anger and hatred and ego and all that heavy stuff. And you know, but I can tell you right now, whatever that feeling is you've got, it sits with you and not the other person. It really, you know, you're, you're out of alignment of who you want to be. I'm judging you right now and I don't like that. That's not who I'm supposed to be and I need to change that. It's got nothing to do with what you just said. To our point before, you have the right to live the life you want and make choices you want. That's fine. Those choices don't affect me. As soon as I start judging you or having an opinion or, or moving away from who I know I'm supposed to be, which is just a happy, you know, loving person, that's that's the problem. So again, when you make that correlation, you you learn to turn away really quickly on on situations that you just shouldn't be investing energy in. Yes, yes, yeah. such a great conversation. And probably just expanding on that a little bit, I, I would even say that, as I'm sure you would agree, mm. we draw people into our life to actually show us these parts of ourselves. Oh, totally. Totally. And that's that's the part of, that's the path of growth. Like that's yeah. necessary. Everything in nature yeah. is designed to grow. And so we draw people in. The more we can be doing our own work, the less we tend to draw them in. We tend to yes. draw people like yourself who uplift and inspire and don't, you know, you are here for me. You're someone who's, you know, you've got you've, you've completed Ironman challenges. You've done a lot of things I, I'm aspiring mm. to do as well. Yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, well, that's a that's a great influence. You're not you're, you're giving me a healthy challenge as opposed sure. to a challenge that's uh, yeah. causing me to feel all, all the toxic feelings. And those challenges are necessary as well because, again, they identify what you're carrying. Yes. Um, but do your work. Do your works and you will avoid having people who come into your life and show you where the buttons are. Yeah. And, 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 and another, another myth I really want to debunk right here and now is because I know when I'm working with people, and they, they come and they want to get rid of these, these thoughts and the beliefs and be a better person. And they somehow think that just they're never going to have a negative me- a feeling or thought ever again. And, and, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like your negative thoughts and feelings are so important. They play a big part in your life because go back to finding your clarity through contrast. When you're feeling those negative emotions and feelings and have those thoughts, that's, you know, your emotional compass or your emotional guidance system. There's a bunch of terms choose whatever resonates with you. But that's your, your inner, inner self going, well, this is not, this is not good. Um, I'm, I've got to pivot here. I've got to change direction. You know, this is certainly not where I want to be. Um, I'm moving away from that. So, um, yeah, again, it's just that point of attraction, right? Like worry about what you do want. Have the conversations you do want, you know. Um, see the things you want to see. Turn away from things that are just making you feel that heavy um, sort of energy-sapping Sort of feeling. So, um, yeah, like you said, people and, and people and situations come into your life to to show you versions of yourself and give you direction on where you want to go. And we're always course correcting. Always, it's so funny. I don't know where I heard this or read it, um, but apparently, a fact. This is fact that when a pilot or pilots are, are, are flying a plane, ninety five percent of that journey they're course correcting, like literally changing. Like so. And, and that's that's such, such an important thing for us to remember is people start freaking out when things aren't turning out the way they want or this is not how I, I, I saw things happening. And it's all, that whole expectation again, right? So as I tell people, just keep your dreams and your vision, you know, in, 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 in focus and just know that 
you're going to have to always course correct because we're navigating in a world where there is so much going on, so much stimulus, so much distraction. It's it's a multiplayer game, if you like. It's, you're not the only person in this game. So, you know, you are going to get some bumps and scratches from different people and situations. You just got to keep course correcting. And and a lot of it, uh, what you just said, that people coming into your um, your your life and situations and experiences, that's all for the benefit of you course correcting. And that's all that is. So, again, when you alleviate expectation, the blueprint in your mind and that timeline of how things are supposed to work out, just dump all that. Just stay present with what you can do, what's your action today to move forward, sideways even. Um, there, there, there's a lot that can be said for that, yeah. That's, that's amazing stuff, man. I love it. And that metaphor of the course correction in aeroplanes, mm. I actually had that come into my mind as you were speaking before because, yeah, I've heard that same thing. It's yeah, yeah. so true. Yeah. And the other one, using the the airplane metaphor, is the the one degree off when they when they take off can literally end up in a different state or in some cases a different country. Correct, right? Up. Yeah, over yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Ian, do you believe everyone on Earth has a purpose? One hundred percent. Absolutely. What makes Absolutely. you say that? Um, because we are absolutely absolutely unique like there's there's no one that is like you i mean and and here's here's the here's the funny thing so i think you and i had this conversation a couple of weeks ago like when we talk about you can have people that are similar even doing the similar the similar thing or even the same thing but it is going to be different because you are you and i am i right so um when we when we talk about purpose it, it is sometimes it might seem like a hard thing, but I think it's only hard again because we complicate things. I, I think as a as a kid and even growing um, through adolescence, you know, you know what floats your boat. There is there we just know. I mean, you watch kids, man, they're they're innocent, they find joy in the simple things. But if you let them do what they do, you can see their traits. And I knew what my traits were straight off. I, I knew. Um, as a kid, I mean, there, there were things I did that just I just loved it. Didn't care what the weather was like outside or who said what. It was just it brought me joy, and I could do it until the streetlights came on and, and mum and dad were calling me inside. Like, um, you know, I'm sure you were the same as a kid. There was there were things that just brought you absolute joy. Um, your purpose is, I think, your purpose is to understand first and foremost what that passion is of yours, and then how do you bring that joy to people um, or the world. Mm. Like, because I think we all, we're all supposed to be, um, live a life of service in some, in some point, in some, in some way. I really do. Um, and, yeah, we talk about everyone's connected and, and I, I do believe all that. So um, everyone definitely has a purpose for sure. Yeah. Totally agree, man. That's, that's great stuff. What have been... Again, you've spoken about fitness and you've said about your morning routine. What, but what have been some of the most beneficial habits you've developed in your life, Ian? Um, definitely movement. Movement from a, from a young age, just movement. Um, and, I mean, we, we know through science now also how, how important, um, you know, um, purposeful uh, movement is. Um, you know, physio- physiologically and bi- biologically, it's, it's, there's so much to be said about um, 
self-care with movement. Um, you know, there's there's so many things documented. I've got a book, I forget what it's called, it's something about the body's body's chemistry. You know, if you're if you're upset, depressed, whatever, the you know, with movement, you know, your body can release these chemicals and hormones that are like thousands times more potent than any man-made antidepressant. Um, so movement for me has always been huge. Um, probably over the, the past few years, um, what's been important to me now is, and it doesn't change, um, I've always got up at a certain time. Um, that's never changed. I think that's important too, just discipline. Um, simple things are making a bed. <laughs> I know it sounds silly. And I, I know a lot of people talk about it, but it's just, it's, it's an intention. It's a goal that you set and something you've achieved really, really quickly. You know, so it's a great start to the day. Um, but for me, it's, it's getting up at the same time. Um, there's not too many days I don't meditate. Um, they will change um, uh, in, in duration, but I'm good normally most days for an hour, um, sometimes an hour and a half, but depending on, on what's happened the day before, what I've got on, it could be a half an hour. Um, straight from meditation to definitely training. Training is important um, for me to just get that movement in, um, and it's something I love. And then um, one thing I, I love um, doing these days too, and I did it a lot as an athlete too, so I, was, I always sort of found a weird joy in it. Um, I love a cold shower. So, um, you know, uh, the, the last, you know, few minutes of my shower is always cold um, and I do not miss a day. Um, and, again, it's just, you know, people say do things that are hard, builds character, whatever. For me, it's just it just shows a commitment. It's an easy thing. I said I'm going to do it, and I've done it. Um, and you do you do build a um, you do build a a bit of a steely resolve um, doing those sort of things that are not always comfortable. Um, but you said you're going to do it, and there's no choice. It's just get it done. So that's my routine. Those things are important to me. Um, but one thing that's never changed um, for as long as I remember is, is just is just training, always moving. It's it's such just a crucial habit to have, like huge. But we got to take care of the body, the temple huge. first, huge. and then, like you said, even the smallest amount of movement can be more potent than yeah. A lot of these man-made chemicals, yeah, um, or chemicals, uh, <laughs> medications. I know what you're saying. Yeah, that they've got out there. Um, I love that. I love that. I love the cold shower thing as well. Like I, I've not missed a cold shower in almost five years. And Fantastic. I, I totally, totally agree. Like it, it, yeah. it's having these achievable wins, mm. like setting yourself up to win by putting things in your day that regardless of what can happen, mm. you have things you can do mm. and succeed at. Mm. I think that's just work, like getting in your own corner essentially. Absolutely. Like yeah. Meditate. All these things, man, like they are so game-changing. I love it. Yeah. And the other thing a cold shower does do, um, and it is a point I always talk to people about, it shows how adaptable we are. Like I don't lose my breath. It could be the middle of winter, freezing. I don't get that loss of breath any longer. It's just a – and it's funny. I often think about that, like how far you can come in such a short time. We are adaptable beings. Like we literally evolve so quickly – not over millions of years, we have this ability to just transform and adapt. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, but you've just got to, you know, with anything new, you've just got to have this patience and persistence. Um, but, yeah, that, again, that's so empowering. Like, we, we, we can change. We can change. Yes. 
key key point there. Mm. Key point. And that conversation alone was really one that shifted my life when I heard a speaker say that. Mm. I did a post about it yesterday, seven years ago, and and that conversation where I heard someone mm. say, we can change. Who who you've been up until this point doesn't determine who you're going to be in the future. Absolutely. And I think I was 23, 22 when I heard that. Yeah. And it gave me permission. Like, it was amazing. I was like, how have I not known it's such a simple yes. thing? Yes. How did I not know that I can ch- I can be someone different? Yeah. And I began to research and it opened up this world of like, you can become a runner if you want. You just yeah. got to be consistent. You just, and I did. I, I went from not being able to run very well. Yeah. I, I skipped for three minutes. Yeah. I burned out. A couple of weeks later, I ran the hardest half marathon in the world because I was built up with my skipping. And I was just like, I'm just going to try this. And I've got to do one thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yes. That that leads us on. Now, we're, we're going to go a little bit over. Are you okay for time, brother? Absolutely. It's a pleasure. This is fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I want to talk to you about your Ironman experience. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah that's, that's really like a combination of everything we're speaking about here. Yeah, it is. So, how long ago... Was it that you did that? Uh, finished about, I'm going to say five, maybe six years ago now. Yeah. Okay. Re- really, really after, really after the, um, that was at the point where I, um, uh, marriage was sort of over and it was my turning point. Yeah. It was my turning point. Mm. So, what was that experience like training for that? Because, like I said, I've got this thing oh, of iron, man. Yeah. What's it about? Like, you talk yeah. to me. It's so funny because, um, I mean, I loved it because, um, you know, one of my, I guess one of my gifts and, and, and something I'm very good at is, is my mental strength. Like, um, again, I love process. So I could go out there for a, you know, two hour run or a four, five, six hour bike ride. I could do it on my own, um, a lot of my training. And then when we, we would have a, um, a team that came together and any one day, there could be 30 of us. Um, and when I, when I, you know, had the privilege of training with mates, um, you know, and we, we, we'd be talking and, uh, and you know, the, uh, the paying out would start and we'd have a lot of fun. It was like a holiday, you know, I can, I can do this by myself, being with people, um, and mates and having fun and, 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 and enjoying the experience here. That was, it was amazing. But, um, the training was hard, man. Like you find, you find so much out about yourself, um, in training, let alone a race. Um, you know, the, the training, it's, it's long, it's lonely and, um, point blank, if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. Like, it's not, it's not like going for, um, you know, I'm going to go for a half an hour jog. I don't really want to do it, but like, you don't want to go for that, you know, 120, 150k bike ride on a Saturday morning, you know, all uphill in the freezing cold, you are not going to get on that bike. <laughs> so yeah. if you don't want to get up at 4.30 in the middle of uh, a winter's morning, four days a week and go swim squad training, you're not going to get up. So it teaches you a lot about, again, setting goals and finding the why. The why, we talk about it so much. Um, Simon Sinek, I think, coined it and he says it so perfectly. Um, you know, if you've got your why, um, that will get you through in life, full stop. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the training is, is hard <laughs> and um, uh, it – in, in any one session, you can go through so many emotions, you know, it's um, because, again, you can have an expectation of how this run's going to go, how this ride's going to go, and 
And when it all goes to the crapper, <laughs> you know, you've got you to be there and stick with it. it. It teaches you just to adapt, adapt and conquer. And um, it's, it's an amazing thing at the end. Ironman's funny because it's not all the time that you, you enjoy it at the, at the, in the moment. Um, there are so many times, especially in a race over, so, you know, 9, 10, 11 hours, we're just going, what am I doing? Why? Why? Um, and then there's moments in the race, you know, an hour or two later, you're punching the air going, this is unreal. Like, but when you, when you cross the finish of an Ironman, it is, it is, I don't care how many you've done, it is super emotional. Everything in that moment means so much. The support you've had from family and friends, the love and care you gave yourself, uh, the grit and determination you showed, um, everything. Imagine all those emotions over. And, and you know, an Ironman build, if you're, if you're a fair athlete, normally went over, you know, sort of 12, 13 weeks. Um, and it's almost like a pregnancy, even those 12, 13 weeks. You know, you hear women, I just want to get it out now. It's, I've got three months to go and I've had enough. And yeah, it's like that. It. Your first few yeah. weeks, you're like, oh, you know, a little bit unfit. Um, here we go again. Then you're in the middle of it. You're going, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm, you know, I've got a goal here and I'm feeling good. And then you might have a few injuries or niggles. And you start feeling the doubt again. Then you get to a point where you're just emotionally exhausted. You've got four weeks to go and you're like, it's just enough already. Um, but it, it really does um, sort of translate a lot to life. There are so many highs and lows um, that you've just got to navigate through. And um, like life, it's all about just, just, just pushing forward, moving forward and um, – and just dealing what what presents itself, and, and always learning. You're always learning, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that explains enough, but it's uh, oh, it does. It's, oh, man, it gets me excited. I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, I like the end of this. <laughs> it's so funny though. Yeah. I, I, I I'm glad I did it. I'd never do it again. <laughs> I've done it. You know, sort of seven odd years or whatever was yeah. enough. Um, and you know, I was I was, I was fairly competitive. Um, uh, that's just my nature. I wasn't there to be a spectator. Um, but I can tell you now, it's funny when I do talk about it. And this is, again, this is about life, like understanding the process and, and enjoying the process. If you worry too much about the outcome, it can become overwhelming. When I think about it now, if I stood on the start line of an Ironman and sat there and went, okay, wow, now I've got, I've got to swim, you know, four, four odd Ks in the ocean. And then I'm going to get on the bike and ride 180 Ks. And then I get off that bike and I'm going to run 42.2 kilometers, a whole marathon. I would never have taken off that start line. But you break it down, you go, right, I just got to get in this water safely. I got to take these first few strokes and I got to get to that buoy. And then I got to get here. And, do, and it's just these segments. And I think that's the same thing with, with life. It's, it's just you've got to make sure that you stay in the moment, understand the process. Um, but just, you, you got to, you got to, you got to do life in bite sizes. Otherwise, you, you, you can be overwhelmed. And I see that's, that's where a lot of people are, are, are heading. You know, it's that timeline. It's got to do this, got to be here. Wow, in 10 years, I've got to have that. And, and that's, that's a beating to nowhere, you know. So, um, yeah, <laughs> one step yeah, at a time. That's golden, golden advice right there. Yeah, chunk it down, make it manageable, make it achievable. I think the thing that would freak me out the most about an Ironman would be the swim. Oh, that, that's what, that's, I've got some work to do there, man. I'll Can I tell you a chat. story? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> yeah, and story. this is quite funny. So um, I've always been a strong swimmer, but I was never a squad swimmer. And um, I remember starting out in triathlon, um, I was always the last one out of the water. 
<laughs> like literally people in a triathlon, you're always freaking out going, you, you put your bike in a rack and there's like hundred bikes in. You're like, God, I've got to make sure I, uh, I find my bike and you try and work out these little, um, you know, spots that you can make reference for. I didn't have to yeah. worry about that because I literally got out of the water <laughs> and my bike was the last one in the rack. And I remember I'd been doing a triathlon maybe a year and they were just sprint yeah. distances. And I made the decision as, as only I would to just jump in and go, I'm doing an Ironman next year. And I had 12 months and I remember having almost a panic attack in this because it's a very violent start, um, the swim. It's, it's not a fun thing. Um, people pulling you under, um, you're getting punched and kicked and it, it, is, it is a scary thing. So, um, and I remember um, I had a panic, panic attack in this race and I finished the race and I remember saying to some mates, man, I've got, to, I've got to nail this. Like I have to nail this. I'm doing an Ironman next year. And I'd already signed up well in advance. And um, and the point I want to make is like over that time, I set a goal for swimming and um, worked out, again, in, in, in little bite-sized parts, like how am I going to do this? How am I going to get over these fears and how am I going to become better? And, and you put this plan in place. And once you've sort of put that plan in place, then it's just about the process, just sticking to it. And, um, you know, I, I got myself to a point where I was sort of, um, you know, a fairly good swimmer, like a you know, middle or sort of ahead of the middle of the pack. Um, so, you know, sort of an hour swim, um, which is, which is, you know, a pretty, a pretty fair swim. But um, again, it just shows how, how adaptable, you know, we are. It's, it's, there's not, there's really not much you can't do um, if you give yourself enough time and, and the right, the right sort of plan and progress. So um, yeah. I'd be interested to see how you, I, I, I hope, I really hope you get to do your, uh, your Ironman. And if I can help you with some training, fantastic. But I think you'd love it and it, it'd be a great, uh, a great thing for you. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a stretch. It's, it's definitely something I will do in my lifetime. It's, yeah. it's, it's and I'll, I'll make it happen. Um, it's one of those goals. Because um, like you said, you take your fitness to the, to the next level and it's like everything else in life because everything is touching <clears throat> everything. You take your fitness in particular, you exactly. value your health, you value the body. <laughs> Um, it's like everything else elevates. So yeah. definitely, um, definitely look to you for some guidance there, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, amazing, amazing. So much I want to speak to you about, brother. Um, I would just like to tap into quickly about the impact you want to have on people's lives through your work. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, you're a coach. You're supporting people through really reprogramming their subconscious mind. So not just surface level stuff. You go deep. Yeah. You support people make real shifts in their life. Mm. Um, why is this work so important to you? Um, <clears throat> I think I think the biggest legacy I can have, and this is just my personal opinion for me, is is if you can touch one person and and, and make their life a slightly easier journey, a better experience. Um, for me, that's everything. You know, what I mean, like it's just. <clears throat> it's just living a life of love um, and service. I don't want people to have to make mistakes that I made. Um, and look, we, we all need to go down different routes for different reasons. Um, and again, it is all experiencing exposure. But if I can grab someone's hand while they're going down a really dark hole and go, well, well, you've gone far enough. I've been down there. There's no need to go any further. I can tell you. Just come up and there's a better way. If I can explain um, to them how, how enough they are, how uh, brilliant they are in their own right, and just learn to live and love you. Um, for me, that's everything because the, 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 the best version um, 
of life that you or anyone else can think of for yourself, it's achievable. It really is achievable. And I think we've just, we've just forgotten um, how to dream, how to dream big, um, you know, how to back ourselves, you know, how to be our, our biggest cheerleader. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people think you're amazing. If you don't think you're amazing, it means nothing. We've all been there. I used to say all the time, if I, if I thought of myself the way people used to talk about me, I would have felt a million bucks. Mm. But when I wasn't with people and I wasn't motivating and inspiring them, I definitely wasn't motivating and inspiring me, I can tell you, you know. And um, so this work means a lot to me because there is a better way, you know, and, and it's just about loving yourself more. And, um, and again, we are truly all connected. So just doing one good thing for one person um, in a day. And actually it starts, to, starts from you doing one good thing for you. If you can inspire and motivate yourself and love yourself, that has to rub off on someone. And then that's got to rub off on someone else. I mean, I often think of, you know, someone that said something nice to me one morning or a smile. How many times I've thought of that person that day? And then how many times I've given that same smile to someone else in that day because I just felt it's almost like paying it forward unconsciously. So this work's important because I think there's a lot of people that are hurting and just not for the right reasons, just because we're trying to be something we're not meant to be um, and we're just, we're just not being who we know we want to be, whether it's because we don't believe we can be that, um, you know, the life we want is not accessible, whatever it is. Um, I just want to reach out to people and, and let them know you're not alone. We're all the same. Um, it doesn't matter that the most well-put-together person um, has the same issues. We are all the same. And um, if we, we just understood that and started loving each other a little more collectively, man, what would that world look like? <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah. It's possible. It absolutely possible. is. And it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love to know that there's someone like yourself who's so driven to support people, uh, you know, out there showing up, holding space, <coughs> guiding people. That's That gives me so much hope. So thank I'm you, likewise. man. No, thank you. I appreciate it. There, there is a definite, you know, collective group um, in this work and, um, you know, we're all singing from the same hymn book, man, and, and um, it'll happen. It will happen one person at a time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 our greatest opportunity moving forward as 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 a, as a world. Um, so, Ian, I'm going to ask you our final question now, and I just want to thank you so much for being part of this conversation and give us your time and give us your experience and knowledge. Thank you. Before I ask the last question, what's the best people place people can get in contact with you, mate? How can people connect with you? Yeah, so um, email is just Ian, I-A-N, at uh, mindhealthperformance, all one word, dot com. Uh, Instagram is mindhealthperformance. And uh, the website, which is launching hopefully in the next week or two, it's been uh, redone, um, it's just uh, mindhealthperformance.com. So, um, yeah, Perfect. happy and to... On Facebook as well? Facebook? Um, not so much on Facebook. It will happen. Um, but at the moment, just Insta and, um, and website. But um, the Facebook will, will, will happen, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect, amazing. We'll have all the links below where, wherever people sure. are watching this as well. And I'm sure my incredible video guy will have it coming along the screen right now as Absolutely. I speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent, excellent. So, Ian, I want you to imagine that Mark Zuckerberg, all these big, all these big wigs in the world, gave you access to the biggest social media platforms in the world right now. And, mm-hmm. and for two minutes. 
you had the floor. You had the floor. You, you were able to share a message that would reach every single person who has access to these platforms. It would show up on this screen. They'd say, Ian is live. <laughs> and you had a message to share with the world. What would you share? What would I share? Um, I think there's a few messages. Number one would be... <clears throat> As we've all heard before, thoughts become things. So mind your thoughts. Really watch your thoughts. Um, secondly, and most importantly, as I've said, just try to live life from a vantage point of, of love and care because you never know what someone's going through. And we're all in this together. Um, yeah, as we've heard before, no one gets out of here alive. Um, and thirdly, probably is just strive for the best version of yourself. And what makes you happy? Um, what brings you joy? Because as I said, when you're when you're living a life of happiness and joy and 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 living a life of of just passion, everyone around you benefits. It's contagious. And you know, attitudes, um, it's it's everything. So for me, it's 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 really about be brave and live a life that you're only proud of when you look back. You know, um, keep it simple. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's enough. Well, I like that. I'm a simple guy. <laughs> that's-, that's enough. No, that's, that is definitely enough. And that's, that's what people need to hear. That's perfect. So thank you so much for sharing. So, Ian, you know, like I said, every time we have the conversation, I feel so uplifted. I feel so inspired to look at how I can take my life to the next level. So just want to really thank you for the way you show up, man, the energy you bring, the enthusiasm. Um, followed a great entrepreneur called Peter Daniel Smirny. He's an Australian guy, actually. Yes. And, yeah, he, he had a the, the sign in his office, get enthusiastic or get out. Yeah. And I, I feel that about you, like the enthusiasm with you, it's genuine. It's not like pumping up. It's not yeah. fake. I, I can tell this is who you are. Yeah, I appreciate um, so that. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the way you show up, man. And sure. yeah, keep keep shining your light. Keep keep uplifting people, man. We'll do. You too. I love your work, Nash. Um, I really appreciate this time. We've had a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, we get, we get to do it again sometime. But um, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. There you have it, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. Now, be sure to check out the incredible work our guest is up to in the world. You can access all their links below wherever you're listening to this. Also, the way you're going to really just maximize on the time you've invested listening to this podcast is by, first of all, committing to implementing at least two to three things, key ideas that really stirred something in you while you were listening to this. Write them down on paper and begin thinking about and committing to how you can implement these in your life because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Also, share this interview out with the people you care about. Talk about the ideas you've learned. That way, you support us in our mission to impact the world in a greater way. Guys, I am so grateful for your company in today's interview. I acknowledge you that you are an incredible being and you have so much potential. Yes, you do have an incredible purpose here on earth. And I really hope today's episode has sparked something in you to go out in the world and share your gifts on a greater level. My name is Nash Mackey, Rapid Breakthrough Personal Performance Coach, and I can't wait to connect with you in our next episode.